Hey, happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. I'm Bill. I'm Kel. This is our excellent podcast, and we're still talking. We're still talking about the Star Wars thing. So Star Wars. Can't get enough of it. If it's not your bag, I guess you could skip this one. But, you know, you've been along this far. Yeah, you so. come along for the ride. It'll be fun. Yeah, it'll be great. So, a couple of Star Wars things, I guess, on the agenda. The first one uh, <laughs> is the newest uh, episode of The Mandalorian. We're going to spoil that. And we are totally spoiling that. And uh, and then, you know, some stuff about the movie. The movie. Um, you know, and kind of what it's going to look like. Again, I mean, just more talk. And, uh, yeah, and then maybe a conversation starter. So, I'm thinking... Really, the thing that I loved most about the n- most recent Mandalorian episode, okay, um, <clears throat> is the very seventh samurai sort of feel that it had to it. Yeah, it, it was. I dug on that, and and it was definitely formulaic. It was definitely somewhat. Well, it was somewhat derivative, but it doesn't matter. I enjoyed it. It was fun. You, yeah. I mean, you knew that, okay, this is going to happen and this is going to happen. And then there were a couple of little switches and swacks. Like, you know, you sort of expected them to do the montage and get everybody ready. And then there was going to be a battle and the people were going to come out and it was going to be a fight. But uh, Walker, having the Imperial Walker there was, you know, game changing, of course. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I was okay. I was, I was, I was okay with the idea around it, the, it being formulaic. It, mm-hmm. It's like just because we have not had that kind of dynamic in mm-hmm. the Star Wars universe, we haven't had that that gritty, no holds barred. Even though we we got to experience all the rebellion versus the Empire kind of business and resistance versus the First Order. It doesn't have that resonance like it does with the simple microcosmic seven samurai esque kind of story. Yeah, exactly. I mean, here's here's some people. They're out in the middle of nowhere and they're being terrorized by bad people. Okay, go. Yeah. And that's your okay. Are we anti heroes? Are we heroes? Are we villains? Are we this? I mean, it's it's a good way for the storytellers to show what sort of moral fabric the characters have, right? The fact that the, you know, he actually stayed and fought and, you know, worked with, what's her name? I don't remember her name. I have no idea, but she's badass. I loved that character and I dig that actress. Um, But the thing, you know, that you find out of this is that he, he was really just a heartbeat away from hanging it up and staying. Yeah. He was just like, yeah, I could totally dig just being chill here, um, you know, just because the the whole thing about, um, uh, you know, the attachment and, and that, again, that just sort of that shows a little bit of his vulnerability and some of his moral fabric. Cara Dune. Cara Dune. She's a rebel shock trooper. Turned mercenary according to Wikipedia. Yeah, who fought in the Civil War for the Rebel Alliance. So she, which is, you know, a good distinction. You know, she knows she's a rebel. She's not an ex-Empire shock trooper. So we have some, you know, good, again, moral fabric there. Yeah. But she's totally a badass, and she doesn't want to fuck with anybody until it really becomes sort of her problem. And and she sort of steps up and is like, all right, well, all right, let's, let's, uh, protect the town as it were well i think it was a major it was it was kind of a major test of moral fortitude for the mandalorian all over the place mm-hmm. in in as much as it, well i th- i think that at least here's my observations originally when i started watching the mandalorian you really kind of got the idea or i made the assumption that he was a cutthroat bounty hunter without a conscience kind of mm-hmm. thing, because that's that's kind of sort that. of how they they casted him in the in the beginning. And you have certain expectations because you're coming off of you know a lot of Boba Fett, you know, and you, so you're like that that must be his identity. And then you've come to learn that he's not because he saved the kid and he's you know uh, and he he's got some some convictions around his religion and around his people Mm -hmm. 
And then he has that directly tested with like, he could just stay on that planet and not, it, it, you know what it, it reminded me of in a weird screwed up way, which it was also, also drew from seven samurai. It mm-hmm. reminded me of the gunslinger. Yeah. It's like uh Stephen King's the gunslinger where a, a couple of times Roland was told he could just call it off and like you know when he was with jake like he was he was basically you know he could have quit any time and gone into the like western baronies or whatever um with jake and they could have lived out their lives and Mm -hmm. been safe and and fulfilled and all that but he didn't because he had the conviction even though that's kind of not that's kind of the dark side of things more than anything um well, yes and no you, could, yeah. you know passion and conviction are uh well passion specifically is something that the sith use as a word that that they charge themselves with just it's in their creed but it's it's not necessarily bad to feel you know what exhilarated yeah um, yeah I'm trying to say it without saying passionate, and I can't. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's yeah. I think I think that 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 overall, he thought about just uh, abandoning being a Mandalorian whatsoever. Yeah, totally. Well, and especially when they turn around and says, "Well, what happens if you take your helmet off?" And he's like, "Well, I don't get to put it back on." Yeah, and they're like, "Well, that's it." Nobody's going to, like, come and hunt you down and kill you and string you up by your entrails and shit. And it's just, well, and, you know, of course, that that's just shows that the people that he's talking to are completely ignorant of the Mandalorian way. Yeah. It's, it, it's, it is a big deal. It's, it's, it is tantamount to being killed. It's worse, actually. So, uh, you know, in that respect, I, you know, there. But, man, when she went to go and take the helmet off and he was sort of like you could see like two or three heartbeats of yeah i'm just gonna stay and chill yeah like i'm gonna just stop all this shit and i'm gonna just be here and that'd be awesome and then that stupid motherfucker with the sniper rifle (laughs) yep yeah well he was he was even going to just leave the kid too yeah just in then then obviously you realize that he'll never he and the child will never be safe kind of thing um which was that was really that was that was a really interesting moment like when they had the the sniper like go over to the kid's head and Mm -hmm. then you heard the gunshot i was like i wonder how they're gonna think their way out of this one yeah exactly it's like huh and she was behind the sniper, and so yeah, everybody's okay. Yeah, but yeah, I enjoyed it. I I enjoyed the, and I enjoyed it not so much for the story, but I enjoyed it for what it was telling us about all these characters. Yeah, what it's establishing because it seems like it's still establishing. We're still discovering this universe, and we're still discovering the character because we don't have anything to go off of. And this is really badass. We don't have. He doesn't look like a douche or a nice guy because we can't see his face. Mm-hmm. We only have to go off of, you know, sort of his posturing and his actions. And so we're just kind of like, I wonder what kind of guy he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And and to see it sort of being laid out for us and, you know, as a, as a, as a, uh, story has been really cool. I've really enjoyed this story, and I really hope that they continue in this vein with these types of um, these types of shows, like the you know some of the other stuff that they've got in the pipeline. But yeah, you know this is this has been a really good one because in the first just four episodes, you have so at least I do. I have so much invested in this guy because he has this little kid who's hunted. Who's every bounty hunter in the sector is coming after him with a with a tracking fob, right? And he used to be the man, you know, bounty hunter is gonna what? Protect him now? He's gonna go on the run, he's gonna go, you know, yeah, whatever so the his hunter, options. Yeah. The hunter becomes the hunted, right? And and how does that work? And 
So I'm just, I'm intrigued. I'm really excited to see where they take this because it just, it has a lot of really good potential, I think. Yeah. Well, this, you know what? This fulfilled so much to me in the sense of it's an entire world and a character that we don't know anything about them. And it, we don't have to care about the Galactic Empire. Like we don't, and obviously they don't. They don't give two shits about the Galactic Empire. No, they sure um, shit don't. Or the Republic, the New Republic or whatever. I, you know, it's really a story about the people that inhabit this universe. And um, it, uh, that that's basically what it caught me up in. Mm-hmm. And it's like the one that I I'm looking forward to least mm-hmm. is the Obi-Wan one. Yeah. Cause those are characters I know. And <clears throat> even if they're going to do it as a limited series, maybe yeah. they could do it as a limited series and it would be awesome. I agree. It's it feels be like, tough. it feels like the Obi-Wan movie feels like the, the solo movie to me, the Obi Wan series feels like the solo movie too. Yeah, maybe because it was also going to be a movie like Solo until they yeah. saw what happened to Solo, and then they went, "Oh, oh, well, nah, it's good. Let's just we'll make just, it a. We'll just show. do this over here. I, I think that the the Obi Wan show is going to be worth watching, but I don't have high expectations for it. Yeah. Like I like Ewan McGregor. I do too. He's a great actor, and I think that he did a great job with the role. I'm just, I'm just tired of these same characters. (laughs) I know. I'm loving the fact that you see a Star Wars show with very little Jedi's and Sith. You know, you don't see the big flashy laser swords and shit. You know, to quote Luke Skywalker. Which is refreshing. Now, don't get me wrong. I love me some Jedi. I'm just saying that it's refreshing to see another aspect of the universe being told through somebody else's lens who's not a Force-sensitive. Yeah. I mean, even though, you know, the child is Force-sensitive, clearly it's it's a secondary sort of thing. It's not the main, you know, stage of what's happening. The main stage is learning about who this Mandalorian is and where he came from and what his motivations are and why he does the shit he does. It's interesting. You know, I was listening to some colleagues of mine talk about it and they were sort of ragging on it as like, well, it's like a 70s sitcom. And I got to thinking about it and I'm like, you know what? Kind of is actually. And you, and you know what? I'm okay with it. Yeah, I am too. Because it, it really is sort of a sitcom-ish style but not with the stupidity factor <laughs> uh but no i it it sort of plays out like a very you know sort of deal and i think and i'm totally okay with that i you know what and if people don't like that that's cool you know i think they're missing out but for me i really enjoyed it i think that it was cool there's a lot of aspects to that whole to the western sort of uh what symbology that they're they're applying to this show there there's a lot of different aspects and you know i think it's really cool that they've incorporated um you know what aspects of western western style movies and uh then you have the kurosawa stuff which by the way also inspired inspired western style movies seven samurai inspired magnificent seven yeah and that was very much what the show was in uh you know, microcosmic way. And, uh, and and I just like the fact that they don't give two shits about what's going on. Like the rebellion and, and the Republic. I like the fact that all the people that we've grown attached to in all these fucking movies, they're, they, the Mandalorian and <clears throat> all the characters here might look at them all like they're a bunch of assholes. Mm-hmm. Like, because... The the interesting thing I'm getting is like nobody was super bad off, like it, like no or everybody was bad off, right? They were bad off under the Empire and they're bad off under the Republic, and everybody's just like, you guys are all a bunch of asshats. <laughs> it's like you know what, everything just sucks. You suck. Everybody sucks. It just sucks. Yeah. And I yeah I mean I think it's it's one of those classic examples that as much as countries and civilizations go through ebbs and flows 
people still get up and go to work. Yeah. People still get up and go to, you know, eat food and go grocery shopping and, you know, or whatever that equivalent is. But life goes on. I mean, that's just the fact of the matter is, is life goes on. And so under the Republic, maybe things are a little bit better. Maybe not. Who knows? Yeah. But it's just, it's the next person to start yelling at. Yeah. And and, and, and to their credit, my guess is, is that it, at the very minimum, they don't have stormtroopers kicking their door down and shooting them. Yeah. So, so that's probably kind better. of a step up. But in some cases, they may find stormtroopers because of the remnant, but that's a whole nother story. Yeah. Well, and I think, I think that we hit on the head, though what we're interested in seeing from star wars and that's just new shit like i don't want to see connected shit to the shit i know Mm -hmm. i just want a brand new you know kind of kind of story that doesn't involve the empire or the resistance or the rebellion or the first order just something completely novel and i think that we'll get there and here here's here's my hope here's my hope with the whole disney thing Mm -hmm. is like because we had talked about this. I I think that once we get past Rise of Skywalker, at least they can they can they can tie that that story up and then they can start with some of the new stuff. And who knows, maybe they'll do some of the old stuff too, but have the new stuff that they're relying on. Right. Um Well, and I think, you know, like I was saying earlier, I really think this movie coming up you know, Rise of Skywalker is, is a crossroads. It, and, you know, I used make or break. I don't know that it's that extreme, you know, now that we've talked it through a little bit, but it's definitely a crossroads and it'll have a lot of implications on what we get as far as Star Wars in the future. Yeah. I think that it's, it's poised to put us in a situation where if Disney can deliver a quality film, that's good, that the, that, answers the question, ties the knots, and puts us in a good position for moving forward. You know, after the solid performance they have with the MCU, that that makes us them then willing to spend a lot of money and take risks on new stuff coming down the line. Yeah. And if Star Wars suffers, if this movie doesn't work out, and if it does suck, and people pan it, and it doesn't work out... Disney's going to be a lot less open and flowing with their cash to make another Star Wars movie or making more Star Wars stuff to a quality level that I'm, you know, that we're sort of used to. They're going to be more conservative. They're going to be very conservative. They're not going to take risks. They're going to be formulaic from the get-go. They're going to be, you know, block and tackle, you know, boom, boom, boom. There will never be, never be a Star Wars Ant-Man or a uh, yeah, Star Yeah, or Wars. a Guardians of the yeah. Galaxy, right? Or Ray and... and uh, Kylo will never join together. And They'll never it. run off into the sunset. You know? You know they should. They really should have. So that's just... I think that this is a really interesting... Um, you know, just the really, really interesting movie in, the, in that I think that we, we have very little, I think, chance for it to be middle of the road. I think it's either going to be something that really hurts the franchise or really helps the franchise, but not necessarily just me. Well, it's not, and and here's the thing, no matter what they do, (coughs) it's never going to be, um, this, even though this is like the last movie of a set of not, you know, a set of three trilogies, it will not be Avengers Endgame. Oh, no. It will not have that scope and that breadth, and it's, however, I think that Disney wishes it could. Yeah. But it doesn't have that impact. And and I think that what they want to do is start making Star Wars have that same kind of impact mm-hmm. that, that the MCU movies. And by the way, I, I hope so. We might be talking about this completely differently come next year. Um, you know, when we've had we've had a chance to get uh, what the more content out on, on yeah, Disney, on Disney Plus. Plus. And uh, then whatever uh, the results are of, of Rise of Skywalker, you know, I, I, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'll let it happen. I'm interested in going to see it. 
I'm way more interested in going to see it now mm-hmm. than I was a couple of months ago. Yeah, I agree. I, I'm looking forward to it more now than I was maybe a couple of months back. It's 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 just intriguing. I gotta see what happens. It's yeah. it's a it's it's just one of those I gotta see what happens. And and which is I guess ultimately what you know, the Star Wars probably is never gonna necessarily just fail. Because there's always going to be people that are going to go watch Star Wars just because it's Star Wars. And speaking of just because it's Star Wars, <laughs> we got to talk about the Star Wars game. Yeah, totally. Uh, Jedi, what is it? Fallen Order? Fallen Order, I think, yeah. And uh, so I've been, and by the way, spoilers. We're going to spoil the shit out of that, too. In anything we talk about, we're just going to spoil. That's... Yeah, um, just get... Yeah, you know, that's... They, they, Anyway, so if you haven't played the game and you're really, really psyched about the story, we are going to spoil it. I haven't finished the game, so we're not going to get that far. No, no, not that but far. I'm maybe a planet or two in. I don't know. How far are you I'm, in? I'm like, I just I just got my force push power. Okay, yeah. So, so I'm in those fucking, those spheres, yep. and then I jumped out of there, and now I'm like on a plat. I just, I just had found my way out, and now I'm on a platform. I'm fighting a big fucking toad thing. Yep, I know exactly and, where you are. Uh, so, it's, in, in. By the way, I, I. Nobody needs this game. Nobody needs this game for the story. The story ain't that fascinating. I'm okay with it. The story is good enough to get out of the way for the game. Yeah, kind of yeah, thing. It it gets you past the hump. I yeah. mean, it's it gets you over that little. I mean, you're you're a Jedi who would, who who survived Order sixty six. You're working in a ship breaking planet kind of thing. You you you, you, you know, salvage old ships, yeah, for ships. And uh, so he's working there. He's been hiding out for like four or five years, and uh, now shit, the Empire has found him. They killed his like best friend there, and he's just like on the run. But some people helped him, and they're like, "Nah, we're gonna rebuild the Jedi Order. We're gonna now to to rebuild the Jedi Order. We need you to go to these planets and these temples. Ergo, it just kind of gets out of the way of the gameplay. Exactly. Yeah. And in but you know from the get go, fuck you. They're not reestablishing the Jedi Order this dude you kind of know this dude is an inconsequential gnat who is never will never be mentioned after this game exactly so we know that the jedi order is not going to be rebuilt by this home chicken yeah yeah and uh and i'm i'm okay with it i'm okay with the ride because it's fairly interesting gameplay it's cool being a jedi the the third person the third person view works the Jedi stuff works. The combat, which I approached cautiously, um, works as well. I kind of, I, I kind of glommed onto it more because I've heard, I'd heard it's more Dark Souls esque kind of thing, but not as brutal and punishing and hurtful um, as Dark Souls. And that's kind of what I found it to be. It's mm-hmm. like, uh, it's, it's a lot saner like there's dark souls and then there's like uh bloodborne and if you play those games you just want to absolutely punish yourself by doing things again and again and you know it's all a matter of the block the parry you know the strike the dodge kind of thing um because things can just one shot kill you and I found that to be the case in the Star Wars game. So I I think if I find the combat combat a lot cooler in mm-hmm. that sense that everything always has the chance to kill you, and even the like even the stormtroopers will get a shot in. Or, or yeah, two. exactly. Like you know, uh, you might deflect a bolt back at him right, but you know, he got he got two more two more shots off kind of thing, and still get you. And, and so the, everything has damage, has a reasonable amount of damage, and you have to take it reasonably seriously. And so I'm cool with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that dynamic so far. Some of the puzzle stuff I'm kind of like, uh, I'm not like super big on, but it has, you know, it hasn't grown on me completely yet, but mm-hmm. I'm not, it's not badly done. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, I played like it's it's not like it's uh well, I I there are games which implement it better that you're kind of expected to do that sort of thing as your mainstay, like Prince of Persia or the yeah. um or the uh what the Nathan Drake games, the PS4. Oh, um, yeah, it was like what is it out? No, shit, I don't know. The puzzle solving games. Yeah, the and I've got them. The funny thing is, is I've got them and I've only played like one of them. But Gosh, I got yeah, all what the them. hell are they called now? I'm like pissed off um, that I can't remember. Uh, it's the because that that one has one of the greatest like, um, uh, ideas about health. Uncharted. Uh, Uncharted, yeah. There we go. Uh, in the game, I think it was Uncharted anyway, that I saw this thing on Reddit that said, you know, that Nathan Drake doesn't have a health bar in the sense that he can take, you know, it's it, he's not actually getting shot when people shoot him and the health bar goes down. It's That's his luck running out. <laughs> and so as he's doing it, you know, he's dodging bullets, bullets are missing, things are happening so that he doesn't get killed. And then when his luck runs out, that one little bullet takes him and he's dead. That's actually a fairly good explanation. Yeah. So it's not actually health. He's not losing hit points. It's just how close do you get? You know, how close is are the enemies actually <clears throat> getting to hitting you? And that one, that one, I guess, and you know what, really, this is very similar in a lot of ways. It's like Uncharted, the Jedi edition, mm -hmm. and I'm okay with it. Cause... See, I like the puzzles. I, I was having fun kind of with the exploration and puzzles. At, at first, I was found it a little tedious and pissy, but I've I, it's grown on me a little bit. I still am, you know, looking at this game like uh, it's, it's hard for me to gravitate. It's not gravitating back to, like, it's not something that I'm like, ooh, I'm gonna go home tonight and play some, you know, some Fallen Order. It's it's one of those things where it's like, ah, shit, I don't have anything else to play. I'll play Fallen Order. I I yeah, it's kind of like I don't think that I think that I I'll I'll finish this game because I'll finish you know, it too because I want to see the story because I, I kind of obsess like that, so I'll have to finish it and be done with it or do like a quick and dirty playthrough and then be like, oh, I'll do the serious. Find all the secrets played yeah, through and do after all the that, thing. and so yeah, and I have to say I'm probably a bit more excited about it than you are. Um, even with some of the puzzles, I think I think that once I glommed on, it was kind of that kind of game. That was why the puzzles initially turned me off i was gotcha like, i didn't think it was gonna be all like this it's like oh it's gonna be one of those it's type like, of games ah, i see how it is once i once i hit the spheres portion i yeah. was just like oh this is what this is what it's about which i don't mind that too much like yeah. darksiders had that kind of shit too yeah um so i mean it's a very it's it, it's not a groundbreaking game and but it's really well done and that's it it yeah i think some of the you know some of the things that i see about it like the animation some of the animations i don't i i, I don't jive with like he runs like a muppet yeah some of the running stuff is kind of stupid yeah, looking it's 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 off but i again to your point i will most likely finish it because I really want to see how the story turns out. There is, I have a, yeah, I just, I really want to see how this turns out. Because it's like Titanic, right? I mean, you, you don't see or know these guys in, in the movies. You don't hear or have any, tech, you know, tell from them. So you kind of know, like Rogue One, that they're probably not going to survive into, like, the normal franchise, right? So that means something's going to happen. So... You know, what happens when you get to the height of your awesomeness, then, you know, you finish the game and you beat the end boss, quote unquote. Well, then what? Do you rebuild the Jedi Order? Well, you can't because it's not going to be rebuilt. So clearly something is going to have to go off the rails or go sideways or go or, to in a different direction. Yeah. And by the way, I don't think he has to die a brutal death or anything. Oh, he might no. just go out to the outer planets or something. And Shit, be absolutely. Like, you know, we could be finding Jedis for years if Star Wars wants to be that way in the outer planets or the outer rim worlds. And, uh, 
you know, we can we can go with that. I mean, and and I would be actually perfectly cool with that if he nope mm-hmm. the fuck out at the end of the game. Um, but I've intentionally been not looking at at that sort of thing just so I can experience, just it. have fun with it, which is yeah. probably the right thing to do because it's not a bad little. Some of the leveling, some of the the some of the levels can be a little bit um frustrating but overall it's a really cool world that they've they've created visually Mm -hmm. you know like the i thought that the the ship junkyard was like Mm. awesome looking ship junkyard was pretty damn cool um just from a visual perspective and some of the ship stuff that's cool some of the some of the visuals on the i don't know the the big giant marble planet um they're are pretty cool uh i like the ship the ship's a cool configuration yeah i mean pretty and the much captain the captain's a fucking riot i yeah yeah and i like the fact that you get your lightsaber right away you don't have to yes. wait too too long for it so that was funny right to that point uh, we were sitting down, and uh, when I first bought the game, I was thinking, okay, what platform do I want to get it on? Do I want to get it on the PS4? Or do I want to get it on Steam? And that, and I was having a conversation with my son about what he thought would be the best uh, place to, to do it. And um, and he said, well, you know, we should we should get it on the thing so that we can start swinging the lightsaber right away. I want to see you swing the lights. You know, I want to see some lightsabers. And I'm like, well, you know... If this is a typical Jedi game, just just to prepare you, this is a typical Jedi game. You probably won't get your lightsaber for like the first half an hour because you're force sensitive and you have to find it and this and that and the other thing and blah, blah, blah. It's like just cut to the damn lightsaber. Like in, in Knights of the Old Republic, there's this there's, you know, a dark side point that you pick up and but you could get your uh, lightsaber without having to do one of the quests and every time i've played that game i've done all light side if i'm do even if i'm doing full light side yeah i leave everybody back at the ship go kill the dude take the stuff <laughs> get the like dark side point and move on because i'm like no just give me the damn lightsaber but this one i was shocked that right out of the gate yep. force powers boom there's a force push boom there's a lightsaber all right let's rock and roll yeah, and I and I bought I bought the whole thing. I had something happen. I'm cut off from the force. You have to rediscover your force power. I'm cool with it. You had to do something. It's fine. See, and I'm, I'm kind of like you know I'm. Rem- he's looking at it like a padawan, right? Yeah. And he was a padawan and his teacher. And every time you get like a significant new spell or a new or not a spell but a significant new power, yeah, you you remember training with your master when that's the tutorial right like yeah. how you learn how to wall run and how you learn how to force push you know move the balls around and stuff like that when you get those powers it's a flashback to you training with your uh you know with the jedi that was your master and so yeah it's the the way that they sort of do that i think is is passable it works yeah. I'll i'll buy that brand I mean, they have to do something, and that works just as good as any. It's not as shitty as some of the Star Wars games. Jedi Outcast was terrible about that. The one with Kyle Katar oh, yeah. or whatever, where you played, like, seriously a third of the game. Yeah. No lightsaber. Yeah. And you go into it thinking, like, I'm going to get a lightsaber. Where's Hold on. Where, why the fuck do I have a blaster? I know. It's what like, the what fuck the hell is this? this all about? And then, like, you know, third of the game in, you go, oh... We're going to go do the Jedi trials now, and maybe you'll get a light. It's like, oh, son of a, yeah. And and it's still cool. Well, hey, I played it. Yeah, but you know, I guess it's one of those things where you know the 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 fondness of wanting a thing is not as good as as having a thing, right? Yeah, it's not logical, but it's true. But in this case. Give me the damn lightsaber. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to mess around. It's, if I'm going to play a Jedi game, I want to play a Jedi game. And so I appreciated that about this one, that he just whipped out the lightsaber and started going to town. And I, I, in this, this, so the the way that people go, well, it's like Dark Souls, it's 
Dark Souls, but not like brutal like Dark Souls. And I kind of think that that's how we should be thinking of the Star Wars genre, is that we should be thinking like Dark Souls. We we think about this. It's set in whatever sword and sorcery mystic D and D type of world, right? Um, and that's kind of how we should be thinking of Star Wars. It's like it's a sword and sorcery fantasy epic. It is. It, with laser swords instead of, you know, sword swords and blasters instead of crossbows. Um, or, yeah, but it's it, more of a fantasy than it is a science fiction. Yeah. And hardcore science fiction. And it's all window dressing, right? But it, and it's perfectly valid. One, A is totally equal to B in that in that instance. But yeah, I think that Star Wars is that is that fantasy setting. Like whereas other people would be like I want to see, you know, castles and castles and rustic roads and, you know, like Witcher type mm, setting. Yeah. You know, you can go, well, no, Star Wars is more like my cup of tea. Or, you know, in this case both for me, but Right. Well, yeah. You know, I never played Dark Souls. I, you know what? I haven't played Dark Souls. Everybody and their brother has told me how awesome Dark Souls is. That's what I've heard too. And then when I first got my PlayStation, I bought Bloodborne, which is very similar to Dark Souls. Yeah. And I played a little bit of Bloodborne, and it's brutal. It's like way brutal. It's like you may or may not ever finish the game. Like there are people who are, that I know that are still playing Bloodborne. And Ouch. Uh, well, yeah, because that's see, that's frustrating, right? And but you have to be in a frame of mind to be like, okay, this is the game I want to play. You know, you have well, to yeah, be in it that to, to it, see. That's the thing is every time that I've talked to somebody about uh, Dark Souls, they're like, dude, Dark Souls is great, but you're gonna fucking hate it. It's like, yeah. what do you mean? It's like it's a great game, but you're going to hate it because of the the rage quit factor is so high in that game. And I I don't know. I've just I've never played it. I've never experienced I'm, it, so I, I I can't speak firsthand. But it just it just seems to me that it's one of those games that I just pass. I'll just pass on because I might I don't need. The I might end up getting them. You know, if there's like some deal going on, which is perfectly possible well, during know, the right? holidays. It's like I might end up getting them and then go like, oh yeah. Yeah, this is exactly instead I'm glad I paid ten bucks for this rather than originally sixty dollars because this is not my cup of tea. But I might end up doing that mm-hmm. at some point. But it's not like a burning it's not a burning issue for me one way or the other. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm with you on it. It's I have yeah. Bloodborne still on my PS4, but like it, it see, I have to be in a very well, specific frame of mind, I guess, for see, that. See, and that's the thing, right? You have to be on the specific frame of mind. I, I don't enjoy getting frustrated by the games. I like playing the games and having a challenge. Like, don't get me wrong, I like being challenged by the game, but I, not so much that it's frustrating and anger. Like the balance needs to be there, right? Yeah. And it just seems like that. A punishing game like first and maybe that's one of the reasons why i'm not digging on star wars as much is because it's like that in the sense that it's uh you know that's just sort of the look and feel of the game but um but at the same time like i really like the forced unleashed those are really good games yeah and you know really enjoyed that shit and and so there are other games that are similar in the genre that just i don't know just have a different feel yeah well i think that they kind of did they did do something different mm-hmm. with this this Star Wars game? So and you know what? I'll I'll let it play out. I'll yeah. let it play out. Um, well, and we'll see. I mean, at least it's not a Battlefront, yeah, or something. That's true. At least it's actually like a good game, like a you know a, a complete ish game. I keep thinking that I have a couple of friends who also own that, and and so I keep thinking I'm going to end up getting. Battlefront 2 or, oh, whatever. Yeah. Um, or whatever the latest EA whatever one. Because it's is, like yeah. 10 bucks. It's Seriously, I think oh, I've seen geez. it a couple of times, like 10 bucks on PlayStation. Yeah. And I was like, well, fuck, maybe I'll just get it for 10 bucks. Um, just to play with, you know, the friends that have it kind of thing to be like, yeah, well, we'll it, but otherwise, 
you know, it never appealed to me. And I heard all this stuff about microtransactions and EA. And well, that's so just I was EA. Like, I was surprised you didn't have to buy your lightsaber. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, you can play for the next 45 minutes without your lightsaber, but you can put down two bucks right now to get it. Yeah, right now. Oh, God, that would be so awful. Somebody and, probably thought thought about it, and they, they thought about it for a minute, and they were like, no, we shouldn't do that. Yeah, we can't do that. People draw and quarter us. People hated us before. But if anybody was going to do it, it'd have been EA. Yeah, they don't have a really good reputation at all uh, for, you know, a bunch of shit that they've uh, they've done to their to their fan base. That's uh yeah. Well, no, I I I like the game well enough. Um so I'll, I'll finish it out. I got in addition to that, I because, you know, there were a lot of holiday sales going on. No way. <laughs> I got I got Red Dead Redemption 2 and mm. I got No Man's Sky which in essence between these three games my next year and a half that's the pace pretty that much I handled. play yeah that's it yeah we had, we had Red Dead Redemption I, I almost pulled the trigger on I was inches from it on the PS4 because it was on sale for like half off yeah and it was like ooh uh, but I'm waiting I'm gonna get it on Steam yeah yeah <clears throat> Why, why on Steam just for graphics or yeah. for yeah just the the overall sort of experience and fit and finish of it I you know just from everything that I've seen and read it's gonna be breathtaking yeah and it's a game that I want to push my rig to be able to really output something nice nice so I'm yeah I'm I'm I I, I was still there I was just like yeah yeah totally gonna get this it was great and then i'm like well nah we're gonna wait we're gonna wait gotta, gotta I mean, wait for it, steam it looks cool and given my average of about three hours per week of video game play um, yeah it's that's like 10 years yeah, for Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> it's probably gonna take me a while but I, i'm i'm totally okay with that one. Oh um, yeah so we got Pokemon. We got Pokemon Sword and Shield. I know you're not a Pokemon guy, but we were having a lot of fun. You I'm not anti. It. I'm not a Pokemon guy, but I'm not anti Pokemon. Yeah. That's it's. You know what I always looked at as the from the Pokemon games is, it is a very deep and rich, uh, tactical game. Okay. So like you you have very specific like their you know uh, types of Pokemon like rate you know like fire type water type earth type rock type right so they have very specific types and those types have specific powers that are either more or less effective against other types okay right so it's the rock paper scissors sort of deal right so fire beats grass grass beats water water beats fire and so on and so forth right so can you then you see you tactically use you one pokemon against a different pokemon mm-hmm and so it's like a card game. It's totally like a card game. It's very similar to a card game because basically what you have is you have you have a team of six Pokemon. Each of those Pokemon are, of, you know, you want to be able to have a very diverse Pokemon set so that you have different powers, different, you know, types, you know, different rules, different actions that you can take. So that when you come up against another Pokemon, you open up your deck and say, okay, what power do is good against this person? And if you have a well-designed team with well-designed powers, and you've tuned the meta part of the game, you can be able to draw, you know, find and draw out this. Oh, this, you know, this card or this this power is the most effective in this situation. So this is what I'm going to use. See, that's badass. And it's, I mean, and, and there's just there's a lot. That's the thing, and there's so much to it. It's a very, very deep and rich game. There's, there's so many modifiers. There's weather. There's uh, level. There's experience sharing. There's day jobs. There's all kinds of stuff in it. It just, you know, there's there's their little Pokemon. Is this, and this is for this is for Switch, right? Yeah, for the Switch. God damn it! I still have to get a Switch. I still have to, and I've come to the decision that I'm making. I'm the. I've made the decision that I'm getting a switch. 
I just have to get around to getting the Switch. Actually do it. Yeah. Yeah, and but now you've kind of sold me on Pokemon Sword and Shield, so it's fun. Well, I'll dude. give it a, I'll I give it its, it. I'll give it its due. Um, well, and the fun thing is, there actually is a story that goes along with it too. It's like it actually has a campaign, and you go through the story, and it's you know, it's it's fun. It's it's a it's a nice like an RPG adventure. Nice. Yeah, it's a great game. It really is a lot of fun. The kids love it. I love it. Davi loves it. Everybody loves it. It's great. Yeah. So yeah, Sword and Shield, and and they're just they're great. And if you do get it, that'd be great because then we can trade Pokemon. Because I can only evolve some of my Pokemon if I trade with somebody else, and somebody else has to have a physical switch with the game to be able to trade with. And seriously, yeah. you, can you do it online? Yeah. Okay. You just like go online. Why don't they just have like boards where you? Have oh to... yeah, you can. Oh, you can. I just don't want to deal with the rabble. Yeah, yeah. No, I I know what you mean. It'd be like I don't know strangers yeah i'm gonna trade my really good awesome pokemon away to somebody else with the hope that they'll trade it back to me so but, have you seen the latest i know you've fallen out of warframe for a little bit but have i have you seen the latest no they introduced like the uh the ships now yeah okay so i remember seeing some of that at the at the last tenocon where they were had the big capital ships yes and the big capital so ship battles and stuff in the game now Ooh. and um yeah they are they're like in the game now and uh i haven't been on one but i know they're available and you can start like working towards that but this the just the usability of that and just how fucking cool that is to uh have like you know two or three friends squad mates mm -hmm. you know and you're all running and doing different things there's one person piloting the ship there's another person shooting, shooting. you can launch yourself via gun into an enemy ship fuck their shit up and, uh, <laughs> that's awesome and then yes you could do that and then then bail and get back and, and fly back yeah. to your ship yeah Okay, that's pretty cool. I mean, it's almost like it's a Star Trek kind of everybody's doing a different task on as a crew. Oh, that's cool. I and, like that. And then, uh, so, but again, that's, I just saw that they had added it, that I believe. And uh, then uh, I I as well fell out of Warframe for uh, for a time. I, that's the way you got to deal with Warframe, though. Yeah, you kind of come and go. Yeah, you got to, like, yeah. I'll play it hot and heavy yeah. for, like, a month. And then uh, and then I'll just be like, nah, now nah, I chill. Now nah, I just kind of leave it. And the periods in between that I go, now nah, I don't even, I don't have a guild or I don't have a clan. A group, yeah. Because um, I think they, you know, if you're like unavailable or if you haven't played for a while they nope. you know kick you out so but otherwise it's a fun game it's a fun game to come back to to see how much it changed mm -hmm. so if you get a yeah. chance just log right. in i'll log it, in and I'll let see. it update just and then just go to town all the new shit and you'll be like this is like a brand new game see i here's my fear though is that it's all end game content i'm gonna have to get to an end it's game not. To, it's, it's not. not like you they're I mean, the the really cool thing about most of the the content is it depends on what you label in game. Like I'm not even like fully in game, and I'm like I've been playing for a long ass time, and I think I'm only like what am I? I think I'm only like fifteen. Mm -hmm somewhere around there um and so it, it, but you can still play all all the shit hmm. uh, most of the time like there's nothing like you have to get their quests that you have to do in a particular order um but most of and most of the time too if you know somebody or if you're in a clan yeah they'll drag um, you, you can taxi to to some place um and that that can help you level up too. But I don't think it's all in-game content. They've added a lot with like a couple of the planets and hmm. stuff like that. Or, you know, Warframe people. So, uh, you know, if you needed help with some 
mid-tier in-game content. That's true. I could help out. That's true. Got to find some good mods. Because that's what, that's what you keep telling me. It's not the weapon that's the big deal. It's yeah, the it's not your Warframe so much. It's really like the mods. I mean, there are some Warframes that are pretty fucking unkillable. Like, Anaros is really good. And uh, Nidus is really good. Mm-hmm. And well, just weapon wise, I've been I've been having a problem with just not doing enough damage. I just don't do enough damage. I I don't get hung up on it anymore. Is like um, because you don't, you won't. As you get further up and you start doing those like level thirty plus, mm-hmm. whatever the levels really, yeah, mean, whatever they are, yeah. Um, but you'll sit there and you'll just shoot at stuff and shoot at stuff and shoot at stuff and shoot at stuff and shoot at stuff. Um, and then, you know, sort of, uh, yeah, I just don't get too hung up on it because your Warframe powers Mm -hmm. are the ones that, you know, a lot of times you rely on to kill him. So, okay. Good point. Um, yeah. Cause then you're looking at like, if you're Excalibur, you're using your, you're like, uh, yeah, the super sword, sword, yeah. And, uh, you know, whomever, you know, because you're killing them with their Warframe powers. Or you can change, you're right, you could change the mods to find something mm-hmm. more damaging to those enemies. Right. Got to check that out. All right. You've convinced me. I will look at Warframe. Just, just look. I'll just, just log in and I'll let it patch. It's all right. It's all right. I'll just log in and let it patch because I'm sure it'll take a while to patch. But it always does, man. It really. It's just one of those things. But I'll, all right. I'll check it out. Yeah, it's you know, it's still the, it's still the it's old just Warframe. Warframe. I mean, it's Space Ninjas. It's, it's Space that's, Ninjas. That's not going to change. So, and that's cool. I'm down with Space Ninjas. You know, I, I just. Yeah, and, and the really cool thing about Warframe is that it's cool if you just need to break from Warframe and then you come back to it because they're like, yeah, we got you. It's all right. It's okay. Come on back into the fold. We love you. We added a whole bunch of more shit you're going to get excited about, <laughs> and you do. All right. Well, we I think we I think we thoroughly... Exhausted. Yep. I, I think next time we are next week we are going to be talking about something other than Star Wars. I don't know what. Maybe we'll mention Star Wars though. So you never know. Um, but yeah, we we've kind of talked out our Star Wars madness. Yeah, I think but, so. Uh, you know, unless the Mandalorian is so fucking cool, we yeah. have to do it. Well, we may we may have a little check in with the Mandalorian. Every yeah, week just because it's the Mandalorian. But we'll see. We'll yeah. see how things roll. Yeah. So anyway, we'll. Uh, but we'll have a plan. Don't worry about it. It'll be fine. Yeah. It'll be just fine. But thanks for listening. Yeah. Until um, next time, I am Bill. I'm Kel. And this is our excellent podcast. Take care. Bye.